0: Hey everybody, Pastor Brian here, Tuesday, November 17th, time for our weekly update. And uh, hey, here's some news for you, if you haven't thought about this, I looked it up today, I don't know why, uh, but I thought about it and looked it up. There there is only uh, 38 days until Christmas, 38 days until Christmas, so I hope that you're ready uh, I hope that you're getting ready, parents especially. I hope you're prepared for Christmas coming. And uh, I went up to my mom's house the other night. She was all decorated for Christmas. She actually had her Christmas tree up and Christmas music playing. And uh, it's a little too early for that in my household. But I am looking forward to the Christmas season because the Christmas season is a happy season It's a season that, uh, in our house, we really enjoy. Denise really loves to decorate for Christmas, and we all need some happiness in this year, 2020. It's been such a crazy year, and everything has been so unexpected and living in ways that we never thought that we would live, but uh, it's almost over, praise the Lord. 2020 is almost over. Christmas season is almost here. New Year's is on its way. And soon enough, we will be beginning a new year. And I hope that 2021 will be a whole lot better than 2020. But speaking of 2020, you know, we do have to mention that uh, COVID cases today, uh, 2,149 new COVID cases in Maryland. Uh, I got word today, I'm not sure about all of what this means uh, or if I'm saying this exactly right, but Denise sent me a message saying that. Uh, The schools in Howard County were extending their closure through the third quarter. Uh, This is interesting for us because Emma has been approved for early graduation. So she's graduating this year. She's a junior, I guess. Well, now she's technically a senior, but you get the idea she was a junior this year. She applied for early graduation, and we just got the letter yesterday that she has been approved and will be graduating this year. the interesting thing about that is if they don't go back to school this year at all, that will mean that Emma is going to graduate high school and she will have only been in person at Glenel for about a year and a half. And that's the only time that she spent in high school, which isn't a bad thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, But, you know, schools are extending their closures and Governor Hogan is going to speak today at 2 o'clock, so I'm going to go home and watch that with Denise and see what he has to say. I'm always uh, trying to keep track of those things to see if they are impacting our churches. You know, Calvin Ball made some announcements yesterday for Howard County, put some restrictions on social gatherings and and such, Uh, but those things did not apply to churches. So if you're wondering if Calvin Ball's words yesterday had any bearing on us as a church. They do not. They they do not have any bearing on any of the churches. We were exempt from those, along with a couple of other interesting uh, things that were exempt. But Governor Hogan's going to speak at 2 o'clock today, and it looks like he's going to be taking additional measures to slow the spread of COVID. And we don't know what that'll mean for us as a church. Uh, we know, and you know that I've said we're staying open, so we know that much. But we may make some changes depending on... Um, what we hear from the governor or how things continue to progress. You know, the the first big change that I would say will probably happen if we see restrictions on numbers or if we just decide that it's necessary to take additional precautions, the thing that we probably would do first is go to two services. We'll just go to two services. And what that will do is allow people uh, to spread out a little bit more. We can remove some of the seats in the church. uh, We can spread the seats out a little bit more, and if we're in two services, uh, everybody will have the opportunity to come to one of those two, and hopefully some people will choose to come to the early service, and that'll bring our numbers in the room down a little bit, although we want our numbers, obviously, to continue to go up overall as the church reopens and we continue to reach out to our community. And this might be a good thing for us, by the way, after we're finally past COVID, if we can get to two services now and get that into our um, our routine as a church and understand that's part of who we are, I feel like when we're finally past COVID and we have the ability to open back up uh, completely and people are, are uh, feeling good about coming back to church and feeling good about being back out in the public, I think that two services for us could really be a good thing because, honestly, where we stand now, uh, you know, we're getting really close to that point, if not already there, I think, where our capacity uh, will start to hinder our growth. Our, our ability to hold people in the sanctuary will uh, will hinder our ability to make people comfortable who visit. And uh, so I think you can already feel that like this week, you know, there's about I think there's about 140 seats in our sanctuary. I think that's right. And this past week, we had 76 people present in our sanctuary, which is really great. You know, I know there's still a lot of people watching online. Um, you know, I don't know how many, but I know there's a lot. And so, uh, you you know, you can feel even with half the seats full, uh, the place starts to feel pretty full. And so I really feel like the two services would be a good thing for us to get to moving forward anyway. So that might happen. That might happen soon. Um, as we're continuing to monitor this situation going through the winter, through the fall and into the winter. And let me just say again, for those of you who are listening and you're not here in person, you're not attending in person, I just want to continue to say it's okay. I want you to be cautious. I want you to take whatever precautions you feel like you need to take to get through this thing in the best way for you. I mean, like, you know, if you have preexisting conditions or you have – um things that may cause you to react more poorly uh, to covid you know you should be cautious not just with church but everything in your life i want everybody to be cautious and this thing eventually we're going to get past it and we'll be able to get back together like we all want to um so continue to be cautious keep your uh ears open keep an eye on your email for announcements about what's coming or what changes might come but we know we're going to stay open. We're going to keep streaming. We're going to keep doing all those things. We just may continue to adjust our schedule a little bit here and there to respond to how things are going all around us. Um, you know, I want to move on to something today, and this is uh, something that I originally hadn't even thought about um, talking about on the podcast. You know, I'm always trying to think about what's a good subject to talk about on the podcast. And I want the podcast not just to be a helpful uh, update about what's going on through the week, but I also try to think of things I can share with you that might help you in your walk with Christ. And I hadn't thought I, that I was going to share this with you, but I I thought more and more about it, and I've been thinking more and more about it, and I think I should share this with you. I think this might help help you, and it's about a pastor. A celebrity pastor. <laughs> I mean, think about those two words put together. I don't I don't know that those two words should ever belong together. Uh, but this celebrity pastor in New York, pastor of the Hillsong Church in New York, um, his name is Carl Lentz, and you may have heard, probably many of you have already heard, that recently on November 4th, Carl Lentz was fired by Hillsong. And it's quite a scandal. Every day there seems to be some more news coming out about it. His um, uh, about about what went on, and you know, this celebrity pastor he he became really famous uh, because of his ties to Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, I guess, had uh, begun experiencing some depression, and he was out on tour several years ago, and he sought out. This celebrity pastor, I guess celebrities seek out other than celebrities. I don't know. And uh, but he became really well known because Justin Bieber or <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> Justin Bieber um sought him out and they began forming a friendship. I think Justin Bieber even lived with him for a while. And uh but this pastor, Carl Lentz, has been tied to other celebrities. Justin Bieber, Vanessa Hudgens, uh Selena Gomez, the Jenners, the Kardashians, Oprah Winfrey, uh, you name it. I, I don't know. But uh, this guy, he was famous. And um, and just a couple of weeks ago on November the 4th, he was fired from Hillsong pretty suddenly, and it came out publicly. Uh, he posted about it himself on social media that the reason he was fired was because he had been involved in an extra marital affair. Uh, he had been having an affair with a woman that he met and uh, a park in New York. He very quickly, and and the reason I can say all this is because uh, this woman, his mistress, spoke out after he was fired. She came out and gave details about their relationship. It went on for five months. Uh, they met in a park. Carl Lentz approached her, began talking to her. Um, they very quickly escalated from A friendship, I guess, or I mean, I don't even know how you know somebody that quick, but they very quickly, uh, their relationship escalated into a sexual relationship. And um, Carl Lentz, she knew who he was after a couple of dates. She found out he was a pastor of this church in in New York. She knew that he was married. Uh, He told her he was married. Just a very, like, good grief. I mean, I don't know about y'all. But when I hear things like that I just think like what is going on in the minds of people that they can just sort of decide that it's okay to do these things both um both him and her both I mean it's just unbelievable but in any case he had been having an affair and somehow I don't I think his wife um found some emails or text messages or something and I don't know, but it became not, uh, uh, the, the leadership of the church, which is based in Australia. Uh, they found out about it, and they fired Carl Lentz. Now, the reason I'm bringing all this up is not because I just want to gossip about this celebrity church pastor who got fired. Um, actually, the first thing I wanted to say about this is that we shouldn't in any way be celebrating something like this. I mean, there were lots of signs. I I think, in my experience, there's always a red flag when you see a pastor uh, or a church that suddenly becomes popular with the larger culture, uh, where the message is palatable, where it seems like there's the lines between pop culture and the church are blurred, where the pastor... Uh, the lines between him as a spiritual leader and a celebrity are blurred. Nobody really knows what he is anymore. You know, those type of things, there's always red flags when we see that. And sometimes what I've experienced is when these people in these churches fall, uh, there's something happens and they fall from their position of, of respectability and there's some moral failure in the leadership or the church changes its stance on doctrine and it adopts the uh the stance of the world on things there are many times when this happens a lot of christians seem to want to celebrate about it like there's almost like a ha i told you i told you this was coming i told you these people were corrupt i told you this guy was was not genuine and so there's this um almost this celebratory sense that comes over a lot of Christians when they see a person fall and I, you know I want to say first of all as I was thinking through this uh one of the things that struck me first the one of the very first things I thought about was that this is a black eye for Christians uh this is this is a big black eye for the church forget about what you think about their church and forget about what you think about this pastor there are plenty of people in our culture and plenty of people globally now the only thing they are thinking is that this is a pastor of an influential church a Christian pastor of an influential Christian church and they're not thinking like you know that maybe this is a fringe uh pastor or maybe this is a church that doesn't represent all of Christianity most of the world just knows that here's a Christian Pastor of a Christian church, and he's been involved in this horrible moral failure and now there's investigations into the church, larger investigations into the church and just all this stuff and so this is a black eye for Christians and anytime that something like this happens, we shouldn't celebrate it. we should really mourn over it and and really pray that somehow uh, God will will demonstrate uh, that there are people who call themselves by the name Christian, and churches who call themselves Christians who are not only not faithful, but just not representative of what real Christianity is. So I want to just say I'm not celebrating this at all. I think this is a black eye for all of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ. But also the bigger thing, the reason I decided to share this with you today is because there really is a lesson in this for all of us. And the lesson isn't only that we shouldn't be adulterers. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. I don't think any of us are unclear on that. The Bible's really clear about that. That's one of the, uh, the Ten Commandments. We're not supposed to commit adultery. You know, the, our relationships with our spouses are Covenant relationships that once we enter into are meant to last until one of us or both of us is dead, Uh, and so uh, you know no relationship is permitted outside of no sexual relationship, especially permitted outside of that marriage relationship. And so uh, the lesson here isn't just don't commit adultery. I mean, this is certainly a reminder in this uh, that we shouldn't commit adultery. But what I thought about as, uh, I've been thinking through this and just sort of reading the news stories about it. And, and I'm probably a lot more in touch with this than most of you, because I do pay attention to these kind of stories. Um, but one of the things that struck me as I heard the details from the mistress and the story that she, I think she was interviewed by the New York Post and the Daily Mailer and, and the United Kingdom, um, as I was listening to the details and how everything came about and what their relationship was like and you know I was thinking to myself wow this guy what a double life he was leading and how could he possibly live his life as how could he possibly uh teach others and and preach to others and uh you name it just how could he be a witness for Christ, and at the same time he's got all these awful things going on behind the scenes, behind the curtains of his life, how could he possibly do that and just wake up every day and and keep doing it? And, you know, I was thinking about that, and as I was thinking about it, it occurred to me uh, that probably all of us, in some sense, live double lives. And here's what I mean by this. Like, uh, I don't mean that all of us are are having affairs. I don't mean that all of us are involved in horrible moral failures. But here's here's what I mean. I I think that probably all of us, even if it's just private uh, thoughts in our minds, maybe it's not actions, maybe it is actions, I don't know. But I think all of us have things in our life that we would be ashamed of if they suddenly came to light. Like, what would you be ashamed of in your life if it suddenly came to light? And I think that this is really something that many of us need to think through. I think all of us should think through this. What are the things in my life that I don't want anybody to know about, that I just want to keep absolutely, uh, completely uh, silent? They're my own personal failures, my own personal sins, and I don't want anybody to know about it. And, you know, we need to think through those things because, number one, just because we don't want anybody to know about it doesn't make it permissible. I mean, sin in our life isn't permissible because it's hidden. We really need to take this seriously. I mean, we really need to think about the things in our life that we need to repent of, the things that we need to confess, the things that we need to... Uh, change in our life that we would be ashamed of if they suddenly came to light. What hidden sins do you have in your life that today would be a great time just to decide you're going to repent, you're going to ask for forgiveness, and you're going to try to to live your life in a different way? You know, it's easy to look at a guy like Carl Lentz and see all the things that he was doing and say, man, that guy's got some stuff in his life. He needs to get right. But what about us? I mean, all of us, I think, for me, as I've thought about Carl Lentz and his fall, for me, I've just been trying to do some self examination and think, you know what what about my life it what would what would dishonor Christ in my life? What would people be surprised to know about me in my life? What are the sins in my life that I really um you know have have guarded or kept secret? that I just need to confess, I need to come to the cross with, I need to get forgiveness for, and I need to live in a different way. You know, and and we have a tendency to want to categorize sins like Carl Lentz was doing some big ones. And maybe ours are little little ones. Well, there's no little sin. You know, <laughs> we all need to we all need to think about the things in our life uh that are that are sinful that we're holding on to and deal with those things now while we have the opportunity. And you know, the biggest thing here, as I was thinking about um, you know, how Carl Lentz was living this double life, the thing that struck me the most about it is that God knew. You know, it's like David and you know, when David and Bathsheba and, you know, David has uh tries to cover up his sin with Bathsheba, his affair with Bathsheba and murders Bathsheba's uh, husband and you know, he's covering all these things up. And, and the prophet Nathan comes to David and exposes all this. And David suddenly realizes that he thought he had hidden it all, but God knew. God was aware. God was aware of everything that was going on. And I just want to say that for us in our own lives as we consider the things in our lives, uh, our lives that, that are dishonoring to God, we may have hidden them from other people, but you can't hide them from God and you know it makes me think of the end of the book of ecclesiastes ecclesiastes chapter 12 the conclusion of this book where solomon's basically just you know saying he wasted his life he just wasted his life pursuing the things that satisfy the flesh pursuing the things of this world and at the end of the book of ecclesiastes solomon says you know after finally encouraging people uh or after finally exposing this this wasted life he encourages people he says this is the end of the matter everything has been heard this is ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 the end of the matter all has been heard fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for god listen to this statement listen to this statement and think about the things in your life that you need to take to Him today, that you need to repent of today, that you need to ask forgiveness of today. It says, For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. God knows the secret things in our lives, and they may never come to light publicly like, like Carl Lentz and his problems, but God knows God's aware of the secret things in our lives, and so I want to encourage you today to examine your heart, examine your life, and repent of the things in your life that you know you need to repent of. Ask God to forgive you. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's the wonderful thing here. It's not like you're going to come to God and say, God, you know, I've been doing these things. Number one, you're not going to surprise him. He knows about it. But you're not going to come to him and ask for forgiveness, and God's going to say, these things are too bad to be forgiven. These, Or, you know, you should have asked me a month ago or a year ago or a decade ago. God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. If you confess your sins, he will do it. And so I'm with you today. I, I want to examine my life. I want, to, I want to live a life that honors Christ in every single way that I can. And I want to have integrity in my private life, not just in my public life. I want to live in a way that honors God because He knows. He's watching. He's aware. I'm not fooling Him, and neither are you. So I hope that's helpful for you today. I hope that that's something for you to think about um, as we watch someone who calls himself a Christian. And I don't know. I don't know enough about Carl Lentz to know if he is or isn't, uh, but he calls himself a Christian brother. He's very publicly fallen. As we watch that, let's pray for the church. Let's pray for our uh, for this man who has has fallen publicly. For his family, I feel bad for his children. His children are are absolutely old enough to be aware of what's going on, uh, to be impacted by it. For his wife, um, you know, pray for them. Pray for the church, but also do some internal searching and think about what ways you yourself need to clean up your private life in order to honor God with your whole life. Um, that's it for today. I hope that was helpful to you. It's just something I thought I would share because I've been following the story that's been on my mind. I'm going to walk over to the house now and get some lunch uh, to see if I can not get blown away in this wind. You know, the wind has been blown. You might even be able to hear it in the microphone. Sometimes I can hear... Uh, The things going on outside and the microphone that I speak into on this podcast. The wind has been blowing like crazy today. And I'm going to walk across the lawn to the house, get some lunch, and watch Governor Hogan's press conference with Denise. And I just want to say, you know, I hope that you have a tremendous day and week. Hey, enjoy this fall weather. It's starting to actually feel A little bit like fall out there. It's going to be cold tonight. I think it's going to actually be in the 20s tonight. And uh, you might not welcome that, but I'm glad it's here. I'm glad the cold weather is here. And uh, we might even turn on the fireplace tonight and enjoy that a little bit as a family. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a tremendous week. I hope everybody continues to be cautious. You know, continue to exercise as much caution as you feel appropriate in your own personal life. Do what you got to do to stay safe. Stay safe. And live out every moment of your life in a way that honors Christ. In this crazy world that we live in, let's be salt and light. Until the next time that I run into you, have a great day. I'll see you soon.